Open your Bible to the book of James, chapter 1. James, chapter 1. We'll be looking at a few verses here tonight. And, and um, uh, the subject matter is turning trials into triumphs. Have you, have you ever uh, thought of how you can turn a trial in a, into triumphs? There's a saying that goes wrong. Maybe you've heard it. When life hands you a lemon, make lemonade. And uh, there's a lot of truth to that. Um, it's, uh, it's easier to smile at that statement than to practice it, but its basic philosophy is sound. It's, it's even biblical. Um, throughout the Bible uh, are people who turn defeat uh, into victory uh, and trials into triumph. And uh, uh, we want to look at a few things uh, here tonight that helps us to turn a situation around that may be uh, uh, a difficult time for you to go through in life, uh, but un- understand that it's there for your good. Uh, when you're in the middle of it, it doesn't feel very good. It doesn't feel very nice. Uh, but we have, we will have trials in our life, uh, and uh, and we need to realize when we go through those trials that they are for our good. Um, the epistle of James tells us that we can have uh, this same experience today of, of turning, uh, uh, instead of being victims, they become victors. Um, whether we are dealing with trials on the outside uh, or, or temptations on the inside, uh, through faith in God and Jesus Christ, we can experience victory. Look with me in James chapter 1. Uh, starting with verse number one uh, of uh, of the scripture, stand with me if you if you would for the reading of the scriptures. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting, my brethren, count all joy when ye fall into divers temptations, knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable, in all his ways. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for those you brought to the house of the Lord tonight. I pray, dear Lord, that you would just uh, help us, dear Lord, to look at the situations we face throughout our life. Help us, dear Lord, to see uh, what you're doing in our lives as we go through these, these difficult situations, these trials, and these, uh, these su- times of suffering. Help us, dear Lord, to just learn and grow by these things that happen in our lives. And Help us to be better after having gone through whatever trial we might face. Thank you, Lord, for all you do for us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. May be seated. Uh, this evening we're going to talk about four imperatives. Now, that's a term. It's an English term. You have an imperative sentences, uh, which means it's a it's a command. It's in, it's necessary. It, it's, a, it's something that we need to do. Four words we're going to talk about. Count, uh, know, let, 
and ask. And those are the four things that we're going to be talking about tonight. Starting with verse number two, uh, then let's look at the first imperative. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. So the, the imperatives of account. Count it all joy. Uh, this diverse temptations means different or diverse trials. Uh, it's not a temptation to do wrong or do temptation to, to you know, be tempted to do something bad. It's not talking about that. It's, it's talking about trials, things, testings that we may have in our life. And, and, and we're going to have different types of testings that our faith is going to be tested from time to time. Uh, and, and I want you to notice that it does not say if we have these testings. It says, but count it all joy when we fall into different testings or diverse temptations. Uh, it, it's, it's assumed that we're going to have them. It, it's not a matter of if, it's when we have these temptations, these trials, these testings. If you've, ever, if you've served the Lord any length of time at all, you know what I'm talking about when you have these temptings, these, these testings, uh, that, that uh, trials that come in our way. It, it, it's part of life, you know. We, 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 we go through life and it's not all uh, uh, um, a bed of roses, you know. We're going to have some thorns every once in a while. Uh, and, and it's not all, all nice and, and wonderful. Uh, we're going to have some trials, some difficult times. And, and it's those, during those times that we must, must not lose faith. We must keep our eyes focused on the Lord and not, uh, not lose faith in the Lord. Um, uh, so this is because Christians can, uh, must expect trials. Uh, Jesus said so in John chapter 16 and verse 33. He says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulations. Jesus is saying this. In the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Isn't that encouraging to know? We're going to have tribulations, but Jesus has overcome the world. And he's, he knows what's going to, go, going to happen in our lives. He knows what, what we're going to face. And he's going to, he, as long as we hold on to him, uh, he's going to help us through whatever we face. And, and uh, Paul also in Acts chapter 14 and, and verse 22, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must, through much tribulations, enter into the kingdom of God. Um, I'm not a preacher that will say, uh, come to the Lord and all your problems will be over with. Uh, you know, that, that is a lie. Uh, and any preacher, any of these televangelists that think that they, they, they're all about positive energy and positive thinking and all of this kind of stuff. And, and they say, you know, everything's going to be good and, and, uh, and, and everything's going to be fine. Uh, they're, they're, it's, a, it's a lie. And it's not, it's not the truth when, when it comes to real life. You, know, you folks have been around long enough to know that you're going to have some trials. There's going to be some difficult times. And um, the, the, the nature of these trials are various. There is not one particular issue. Now, he's talking to a group of people that are scattered because of persecution. Uh, in verse number one, it talks about uh, James, the servant of God, and the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Uh, they were scattered abroad because they were running for their lives for, for, uh, because of persecution. Um, they, they, they were, uh, he's talking to people who, are, who know what trouble is. 
They understand what trouble is because they have faced it. They've seen uh, some of the people in the in the belief, some of the believers become persecuted, and some some maybe in prison, some people killed. Uh, uh, we're going to face various trials. Some trials come simply because we're human. Uh, sickness. Um, are you healthy today? Praise the Lord. Um, it may not last forever. Uh, there, there's going to be some sick days come. There's going to be some times where uh, accidents happen. Um, Sister Sister Karen Velasco wasn't here this morning. Somebody ran into back into her this week, and she's pretty shook up. Accidents happen. She's okay. Uh, she she had, didn't get hurt, uh, but she's a little shook up. Uh, accidents happen. We we might get injured somehow, some shape or form. Disappointments happen. Death comes. These things are parts of life. These things are things that will happen. Other trials come because we are Christians. First Peter chapter four, uh, in verse twelve, it says, "Beloved, think not it strange concerning the fiery trial." which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Uh, Peter is saying, don't, don't think of this, that you're, you know, someone picking on you because you're a Christian. Listen, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. If we stand for the Word of God, if we stand for truth, the world is not going to accept you. They're not going to accept what you say. They're not going to accept what you believe. In fact, they're going to say that you're an idiot because you believe what you believe. They're, they're going to say that because they've already said it. They're going to say that we're uh, a bunch of illiterate people. Ignorant. I mean, really, you're going to believe in the creation? Really? You're going to believe that? I mean, I, I, I hear it implied in different television programs. They, they make fun of us like we're uh, some kind of strange group of people that we believe in what the Bible says about creation. Listen, it's, it's coming. Time is coming. We're, they're not... They're not going to put up with us. Um, 2 Timothy 3.12, uh, remember Paul's writing 2 Timothy from a prison. He says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Uh, Paul knew what persecution was all about. Uh, he, he was on both sides of it. Uh, before he got saved, he was on one side of it, persecuting Christians. And after he got saved, he was on the other side. He was on the receiving end. Of persecution. He was writing this from prison. And, and he's, he's making the announcement. Listen, it's a fact. You're going to face persecution. Now, thankfully, we're not being threatened with jail yet. We haven't been threatened with our lives yet. Uh, but but it, 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 we, we have these, the, the pressure of, of, of our, our peers, our friends, our neighbors, people in the world. Uh, they... They, they think it's crazy that you would believe some of the things that we teach here that are found in the Word of God. They don't accept it. Um, well, Satan fights us, and the world opposes us. We can expect trials. Uh, what, is it, uh, what is it to be the Christian's response? What's the Christian's response should be? Well, count it all joy. How can you handle that? How can you count it all joy? Uh, this was the attitude of the apostles. 
When they were persecuted, they were told, uh, don't preach in the man's name of Jesus in the city, talking about Jerusalem. In Acts 5.41, it says, And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. They, they were rejoicing because they were found worthy to suffer the Lord's name. Um, how would we feel if we were persecuted? How would, how, what would our response be? Uh, oh, no. Picked on me. Uh, they laughed at me. Uh, you know, they were found it joyful that they were found it worthy to be persecuted. Paul said in Romans 5, 3, says, and, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Um, Paul knew something about how the tribulation affects the the Christian life, how it, how it makes us grow, it worketh patience. We're going to talk about that a little bit here, just a minute. Uh, in Philippians two seventeen through eighteen, yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you. All for the same cause also do you joy and rejoice with me. Philippians was also written from prison, uh, writing down, uh, writing to people, trying to encourage other people from prison. Um, uh, Paul understood this. And, and so the, the, the Christians also uh, talk about uh, 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 rejoicing in, 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 in tribulations and trials in 1 Peter 1, verses 6 through 8. The Bible says, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations or testings or trials. Uh, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found to praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, ye love, and whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Uh, so the first step to turning trials into triumphs is to immediately thank God and adopt, and adopt a joyful attitude. But how? How can we do that? How is that possible? How can we do that? Uh, how is it possible to rejoice in the midst of trials? The second imperative uh, that we're going to look at tonight, verse number three, explains how. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Uh, the right knowledge concerning the value of trials makes it possible to have a joyful attitude. Uh, we, are, we, we should understand that trials test our faith. Trials cause us to grow in our faith. Faith tested can, be, can bring out the best in us. Um, just as fire uh, purifies, purifies gold in 1 Peter uh, 1, 7 that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Uh, faith tested can bring out the best in us, uh, just as training makes an athlete, athlete stronger. You know, there's not, a, not an athlete around that's going to win a race without preparation. Uh, they're going to have to practice. They're going to have to push themselves. They, they may... They may be running a race that may be four miles long. You think they're going to run four miles each time to prepare for that? No, they're going to run ten miles. They're going to get good at running ten miles to where four miles is just a piece of cake. Uh, they're going to push themselves. They're going to, it's going to take some effort. Um, 
uh, our, our faith grows by being pushed a little bit and tried and, 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 and having to, having to uh, uh, put our faith into actions. Um, with this understanding, we can have joy at trials because we know that that testing works for us and not against us. Uh, listen, those trials that come your way, you have to understand that that's for your good. Uh, it's to help strengthen your faith, to help strengthen you, to make you stronger, to, to grow you. And, and, uh, and so if we can remember that in the middle of our trial, whatever it is, when we're going through that testing, when we're through that trial, we can remember that. They said, Lord, I don't know what you're trying to teach me here, but I hope I learn fast. <laughs> I, I want this to be over with. Uh, and, and, and you know if we have that attitude chances are we will learn fast and, and uh, uh, you know it's not fun going through those trials and testings with this understanding we can have joy in trials because we know that testing works for us and not against us in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 17 it says for our light affliction which is but a, for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory that trial we go through is a temporary thing. It's going to pass. And one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And it came to pass. It didn't come to stay. It came to pass. You know, it's not going to hang around forever. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to pass. Uh, 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 and, and, and so um, we need to understand that trials are rightly used to help us to mature. Um, specifically, uh, faith tested produces patience. Uh, notice in Romans 5, uh, 5, 3 through 4, uh, it says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. In the Bible, patience is not a, a passive uh, acceptance of circumstances. The Greek word is hupomon. Hupo means under and meno is to remain or abide. It means the ability to exhibit steadfastness in the face of the most uh, most difficulty that you could face. Uh, in other words, as, as, as uh, um, you've seen people who something bad happens in their life and they they turn their back on God. They turn their back on church. They blame God. The opposite of that is patience. The opposite of that is patience. Regardless of what we're going through, that we don't turn our back on God. We, we just wait it out. And we know that God's going to get us through it. The, uh, that's, that's what patience is talking about. Uh, I, I've heard for many years preachers say, don't pray for patience because if you pray for patience, you're going to have problems. That's exactly the opposite of what the Bible says. Listen, that patience is for your good. Listen, if you don't have patience, if you don't have trials that develop your patience, how are you going to grow? Are you going to stay a babe in Christ all of your life? Uh, we, we, are to, we are to grow in, in Christ and grow in patience is part of that. And if, 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 if it takes going through trials and tribulations to get that patience, let it be. So that we'll be stronger. 
What I've noticed is that I, as, I, as I'm going through different situations that maybe I hadn't gone through before, and yes, it's a struggle, we're not sure how it's all going to work out, and, and after, after we endure that and we get through that trial and through that tribulation or whatever it is, it passes, you know what happens the next time you're facing that same situation? You're convinced, you know, God's got this. I, I, I've been here before. I've been through this before, and I know that God's got this. And you know what that help does? It strengthens us for the next one that comes along. And, and, and we need to understand that those trials that come in our life are to help us. It's to, to help us, to help us to grow, and to, uh, to be uh, stronger in the Lord. Uh, it, it, uh, uh, this word patience, it means uh, uh, it's courageous perseverance in the face of suffering. It's the continuing on when it's rough despite the circumstances. As I said, the opposite of that is the people who, whenever they face that trial, they, they hightail it. They run. You've seen that in people's lives. You've seen people in this church that, that took off. Uh, they, instead of being patient and getting through it and working out... Uh, they went the other way. Uh, the, uh, and so uh, such a quality of steadfastness uh, can come only through experiencing trials. Listen, I, I promise you today, how is life today? Everything good? Everything fine? We had a good meal today. Had a lot of good time with our friends, you know. Had a good day today. Some people were hurting today. Some, some people pushed themselves to get here they can't be here tonight because they push themselves a little hard. Uh, if you had a great day, that's great. But there's going to be a day coming that it's not going to be so great. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I can't. I'm not a fortune teller. My God knows what's going to happen. But I guarantee you there's going to be a day that's going to be not so good as today. Uh, it, it, it's going to come. And, and how are we going to respond when that day comes? Uh, are we going to throw up our hands and... Walk away? No. No, we're going to go through it knowing that God is making us better through this. Through those trials. He's helping us. He's, he's growing us. He's, he's exercising our faith and our dependence on Him. Uh, the value of developing patience will be seen shortly. But having this understanding about what trials can accomplish enable us to have a joyful attitude towards such trials. That's how it's easy. How it's possible for us to have joy through our trials. Knowing that we're growing through this. This is going to make us better. This is going to help us. As the runner we talked about. Uh, he, uh, someone who likes to run. That is uh, fuel for their, their soul. I mean they, they, they are in a relaxed state when they're running. Uh, us, you know. I took a little walk yesterday. and I don't know. I walked... Probably 15, 20 minutes, it felt like an hour. <laughs> the leg muscles are hurting. Uh, you know, I, I, you know I, I didn't know if I was going to be sore today or not. Uh, but for someone who runs all the time, it's, it's not a big thing, you know. But I have to exercise some. That walk, if I take it next week, it won't be as bad. I hope. <laughs> I need to walk more. 
so that you do too. <laughs> uh, uh, and so uh, we really, uh, to really benefit from our trials, we must also obey the third imperative found in verse number four. It says, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. To truly turn trials into triumph, we must let patience do its work. Too often, we want to get our trial, uh, get, get uh, our trials or difficulties over with quickly. But there are times when the best course is to bear up under the trial patiently. Instead of grumbling and complaining, patiently endure the trial, doing good despite the trial. Call, let God uh, work in your life through the trial. When patience has had an opportunity to work, it produces maturity. Um, how would it be to have a young child that didn't grow up? Wouldn't it be a disaster? Wouldn't it be a tragedy to have a young child that didn't grow? Don't you think it's the same way for us children of God? To be a child of God and to never grow? To never grow spiritually? Paul had to deal with that in talking to the Corinthian church. They were babes in Christ. They, they weren't babes in Christ because they were new believers. They were babes in Christ because they willfully didn't grow. Trials help us to grow. That should bring us joy. That should bring us joy knowing that we're growing in the Lord. We're, we're becoming stronger in the Lord. The word perfect here does not mean sinlessness, but completeness, wholeness, and maturity. In the New Testament, it's used of those who have, have attained to spiritual manhood in, in Christ, to become mature. Uh, such maturity comes only when patience has had time to work. You've got to let it work. And that's what James is saying. Let uh, let patience have her mature work, the the uh, the perfect work. Let it let it mature you. Let it help you grow. Children, they watch. They they have to do math exercises. Uh, math is one of those subjects you learn because of repetition. You have to do problems over and over again to learn it. Um, some people learn faster than others. And sometimes it takes a little more practice to get that particular concept before you move on to another concept. They build from that concept to another. It takes practice. It takes repetition. If you didn't have that repetition, you wouldn't learn it. If we didn't have those trials, we wouldn't learn. We wouldn't grow. We have to have them. We have to have those difficult times. We have to have those times where um, uh, that we, we have these testings, these trials, so we can grow. Um, to be a mature runner requires letting patience do its work. That is, patiently running mile after mile in training. Um, if we wish to run the race well, spiritually speaking, we need to develop patience. We need to develop patience. And in order to develop patience, we must have trials and grow from them, which comes only through a form of spiritual resistance training. That is, trials in which our faith is put to the test. Let patience have its perfect work is not easy. It certainly requires wisdom, which enables us to see the value of our trials. 
This brings us to the fourth imperative uh, that we're talking about tonight, necessary to turn trials into triumph, found in verses number five through eight. We're looking at number five. It says, if, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and he shall give it, and it shall be given him. Uh, if we lack it wisdom, ask from it for God. Listen, uh, he's promised to provide it. Uh, he has promised to give it liberally. And, and it, there's this term, upbraideth not. It's not the way we talk these days. Uh, to say it more in a modern way, it would be uh, without criticism. He will provide it without criticizing us. Uh, he will not reproach us for making a request for wisdom. That's what he's saying here. Um, even as Solomon requested for wisdom was well-pleasing to God. If we go back to 1 Kings chapter 3, in that episode when, when Sam, uh, Sam, uh, Solomon first became king, his father David had died. And he, and he spoke to the Lord, the Lord spoke to him, and, and he, asked, he made a request of God. Verses 12 through, uh, 7 through 12 says, And now, O Lord my God, Solomon talking, Thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this thy great, so great a people? And thy speech pleased the Lord, and the speech pleased the Lord. And Solomon had, uh, that Solomon had asked this thing. God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked uh, for thyself long life, neither asked, has, has asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked uh, the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after there shall be any arise any like you, uh, like, like unto thee. Uh, Solomon prayed for wisdom. I tell you what, when, you, when this church called me to pastor, that's the first prayer I prayed. Uh, I, 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 the first thing I prayed uh, to, to the Lord is, Lord, give me wisdom. Help me. Give me the wisdom to lead this congregation. I want to lead this congregation the way you want us to go. And that's what I asked of him. And, and, and I, you know, that, that, that's what you ought to ask. Lord, help me. In the decisions that I have to face each day. Help me in making good good decisions. Give me the wisdom. Uh, and very clear. If we lack wisdom, we need to ask of God. And He gives it liberally. Uh, don't shortchange God. Uh, if He can take a bunch of uh, fishermen and turn them in, preachers, evangelists that would preach and and thousands of people get saved. Listen, he can do anything he, that you'll give him a chance to do in your life. Uh, pray for wisdom. Let him work in your life. Uh, failure to understand this distinct distinction uh, has has led many to error. Um, 
uh, many believe that this passage in James uh, uh, 1, 5-8 teaches that God will give knowledge concerning His will to answer a prayer. But knowledge comes only through the, His Word. We must carefully study it and we would know the will of God. Uh, the, the wisdom is properly used, uh, to properly use trials to turn them into triumph can come through proper prayer. Listen, prayer, proper prayer is that asked in faith and with no doubt. When we pray, how's our faith? You know, we have had some prayer requests today. People who are sick, people who are hospitalized, people that are, uh, um, that are hurting. Uh, when we pray, what do we expect to happen? Are we just praying because, you know, it's what we're supposed to do? We really don't think it's going to happen? Listen, or are we praying because we expect things to happen? We expect things to happen. That's, that's the kind of prayer that he's asking you. Listen, if you pray without, pray, pray without faith, uh, don't be surprised if you're not surprised. Uh, you know, if you pray without faith, don't be surprised if you're not surprised. Uh, we're to pray with faith, believing. Um, many years ago, I remember um, Brother Clyde Lanier, some of you might remember him. He's with the Lord now. And, uh, he was one of my seminary uh, instruction instructors in, in, in college. And, and um, he was preaching a revival in, in, uh, in India. Uh, they were they were they were in the middle of a drought. Um, hadn't had rain in months, and the crops were dying. and And he was preaching a revival, and everybody was asking for prayer for rain. And uh, uh, and it became a matter of the revival meetings as he was preaching there. He would there every week, I mean, every night they'd get together and they prayed for rain to come rain to come and they prayed the next day they prayed that rain would come that was important for the people there in that, in that congregation in that group they needed rain They're not, their crops were going to not make it and they wouldn't have the, 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 what they need to feed their animals to feed their families and they prayed for rain the last night of the revival guess what it rained the next day the newspaper says Baptists bring rain to India <laughs> you know what we do when we need water we drill a well that's where our faith is we drill a well by the way we got our irrigation system working on the church here <laughs> come somewhat uh, you know where's our faith when we pray is it is it a is it a, a a faith that we know that God's going to do something and 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 we believe in Him or we we just kind of throw that into the mix as as, as a good luck charm? Uh, pray with faith. Um, prayer proper prayer is is that asked in faith and with no doubt. Otherwise, the prayer will not be answered by God. So here is the key to turning trials into triumph: having the knowledge. And perspective that adversity can accomplish much good. If you understand that that adversity, that problem that comes in your life is there for your good. If you understand that from the beginning, if you're going through it, you can have joy. It's there for your good. You're going to be better, made better from going through it. Yes, it's going to hurt. 
It's not going to be pleasant. Those things, it, it's never pleasant. Uh, but you'll be better for it. Um, and and uh, letting letting the patience uh, enduring uh, during the adversity accomplish, and let let letting the patient enduring of adversity accomplish its work. All the while using wisdom God gives in answer to prayer to help put it all together. Um, when this is done, even trials can be a source of joy for the Christians. Whatever you're going through tonight, whatever problems you've got, whatever you're concerned about, understand that God wants to do something in your life through this problem. He wants to grow you. And through knowing that, you can have joy. And when you get through this problem, you can know that your strength has been, your, your faith has been strengthened. You, you have, you have, uh, you have stuck with the Lord. You've been, uh, you've gone through it knowing uh, that when you get on the other side, you're a better, you're a more mature Christian because you went through that. If you hadn't had that, you wouldn't have had that strength, that grown, grown in that strength. Listen, folks, we're going to have problems. We're going to have struggles. Let's let those trials turn into triumphs. Let them. Let us not be victims. Let's be victors. Amen. And let's let's let God work in our life. Then you'll see and you'll experience the joy that we face when we go through these trials. Uh, that's that's what it's all about, folks. And I hope that we'll all continue to lean on one another, help one another when we go through this trial. Listen, it's not fun when you're in the middle of a trial. It's not fun. It's, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bad trial and it helps when we love one another and we're concerned about one another and we lean on one another when we go through that trial. Nobody wants to be in it all by themselves and think nobody cares. Uh, we all need the support of everyone else. It may not be your day that needs support today, so you might be, might be the supporter. But uh, the day will come when you'll need the support and you'll be the supportee. And uh, let's do that. Let's support one another. Let's go through the, whatever life changes, whatever life uh, face, uh, we face it in our lives, uh, and let's go through it together knowing that God is working in our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right.